this morning on the third hour of today in Dad's Got This. How this father is doing good by chopping wood. Then in our series, Generation Next, a young phenom with the drive to succeed. I love the shop. I can't, he can't get me out. He hasn't missed a day. Meet the 12-year-old car lover, hoping to inspire other young people to go under the hood. Plus, out of this world, meet the trailblazing astronaut set to make space history and step inside her moon mission simulator. And in Today Food, we're going to the Mediterranean. Joy Bauer, helping start the year off right with a healthy salad that looks and tastes great. Today, Monday, January 1st, 2024. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody, oh, and welcome this. to the third nice hour graphics. of today. It is so good to see you. Oh, Can I just say, we're really in a bad rut here because the, the glasses are not going to work oh, for the next several it. years. Oh, like, there there's you no, yeah, you can't see out of them. We need an That's O. Right. Yeah, we, we always thank you for starting your morning with us, but we also now get Can't to thank you for starting your year. Yay! Yay. We uh, made it. Special. You did. Yes, we, we made did. it. We okay. Did. So, new year is upon us, which means it is time for New Year's resolutions. Yeah. We'll start Exer- with you, Mr. Melton. Exercise and futility. No, no. Let's um, try. So last year, my, my resolution was to do less and sleep more. Okay. Right? Why are you sitting this like year, this? my because this is comfy for me. Okay. So this year, my resolution. <laughs> you look like a leprechaun. <laughs> this year, my resolution uh-huh. is to um, sleep more. Again, mm-hmm. and do, do, less. do less. I so so okay. I've adopted the Liz same resolution. Not appreciate okay, that. I adopted the same resolution because I failed last year. Yeah, I was like, good. And you should. You have little kids and a wife at home. You shouldn't sleep more and do less. But I'm, I sleep. <laughs> I sleep. I don't sleep a lot. Yeah, I, need, no, I like have the, to and sleep. The quality more. of sleep. Yeah, I gotta okay. sleep more. So All I want right. to. I want to do that and drink more water. I think. Oh, you're that's good. good. Okay. That's good. So you just have to take more steps to do that. I think that's what. So. I've decided. Oh, you're gonna have a resolution. I have a resolution this year. It doesn't have. It doesn't go into effect until September, because that's when Rusty goes to school. So I will then have three kids in school. So once all three kids are in school, I would like to find time after work to just do something for myself, whether it's the gym or get my nails done. Very nice. Once the kids are all in school, I have a little free. I like that. That's great. That's, that's a good one. Because that gives you a chunk of t- solid yes. time. Yes. Before I'm responsible for anything. I love that. Yes. Very nice. Right. We were pleased with your resolution last year. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it worked out okay. Alive. I did uh, staying stay alive. alive. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Don't um, think too much of it. My resolution is, this year is, uh, along with Deborah, to learn French. Uh, oh. For the Olympics? Oh. Well, for the Olympics. Oh, and Leah lives in, in, in Paris. You're going to learn a language. I'm going to try to learn At your language. age. That's remarkable. What, you, what, you had to add that no, little extra. No, but I mean, I'm just saying. That's what I agree. Because you could just phone it in and just play. No, that's a feat. No, a feat? He's not 99. I can't believe you're have actually you start, breathing. Have you started yet? Wow. No. I, uh, no. We, we, Today's not Dave Chappelle. Uh, it's okay. Dylan. Dave Chappelle? <laughs> No. You know what would be exciting is that next year, Uh or at the end of this year, you'll give us something that you've learned. You can, like, look to America and say something. And here's the thing. He's one of these guys that once he says, this is my resolution, next year. And he's got all this free time. I'm excited for that one. But we decided, because that was the other thing. Deborah says we don't do a lot together. Together. You know, so I was trying to figure out something that we won't fight about. I mean, maybe why your marriages work so well. And you can practice with each other. Exactly. Which is such a peanut gallery. 
like, yeah, this is so good. Yeah. Here's my opinion on that. Yeah. Your, yours are usually the best. Ooh, I so know. So it's 2024. Go. I, I've had such judgment last year with mine. Well, last year wasn't very that good. Was bad. <laughs> okay. So I will say, just, I hate that I have to explain it, but it makes sense. And it's kind of what oh, you boy. just said. No, you just said it earlier today. Or yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> Can we get the champagne now? <laughs> that the older you get, the less you care about hurting other people's feelings and you're just like living your best life. You get happier. Right. We've done stories yes. on this show that yes, when people in their 60s, they're the happiest. Yeah. So why not do that now? Right? Okay. Why wait? Okay. So do you, so have, we a, are going do you have a slogan? To make more time for things I adore in 2024. Or offend more in 2024. No, here's the thing. Remember, I went away to that spa and I like. I did. Oh, that was nice for you. That was. Why do I have to just do that once a year? So. Or like. Because you have three children. And a husband. Daddy, Daddy, where's mommy? Mommy's making time for things she adores, kids. So uh, no, I respond. My hope does it every Thursday. Every Thursday, so she does not right. go on a retreat. No, every but Thursday. she does things that she adores every Thursday. Where's Hoda? Okay. So 2024 things you adore. Well, you kind of messed it up. But, okay. no, but see, yours was a little unwieldy. We kind of, you know. Yeah, let's make time. I edited for no, you. Make just, time for thing, things no, we just adore. Things I adore in 2024. Okay. Boom. Done. 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 How do you, do you say that adore? in French? What do you? <laughs> j'adore. <It's> j'adore. <laughs> j'adore. I'm going to I'm going to go into my Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put like le in front that's of That's why you want to speak French. Exactly. exactly. Right, so just for the jokes. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, there's oh, there you go. This will just make just this. It won't make the segment go any faster. No. But just speaking French, we can get drunk through the whole thing. Waiting Thank until you. September. Here's the resolutions Cheers. in 2024. Cheers. Yay. Here's to failing once again. No. You just, anyway. Where's Chanel? Okay, so here's Somewhere. something positive. Mm. What two words do you think can help you transform your life if you say it every day to total Like standards? a manifest kind yes. of thing? Like just, just two, two words. words. Two words. Two? Two. I don't, have don't. it. What? Declutter and peace. That's three words. That's three. No, declutter. Peace. Good morning. <laughs> two words. Saying to a stranger. Oh, good morning. Go, I say good morning a lot. It's good not morning. helping that much. Well, <laughs> oh, this, there's, there's an answer. It's to a this? study that was published by the academic journal Social, social Psychological, Psychological and Personality Science. Hmm. Participants responded to the question How many strangers have you started a social conversation? I love this. Oh, I don't start in a whole past, conversation. I'll just do good morning. In the past morning. seven days, they yeah. were also asked. Can, can, I just, can I just say, I, I, have, I have found this to be true. Okay. Over the course of my life. Thank you What's for that. that. Because when, anytime you see someone that you don't know and you're, and you're friendly, like, good morning. Yes. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. You know, it's... it's I, and no, I, would, I, I would add three other words okay. that I think especially now are important. Okay. Uh, and, and not to do it like in a blow-off kind of way, but a serious eye-to-eye. How are you? How, How are, are, you? are you? How are you? Yeah, I love because that. There's so many people who are suffering right now. I agree. Yeah. Silently or for whatever reason. I love reasons. that. How but are you're right. Don't that. do it in a blow-off kind of way. No. I no love not that. Just, hey, how are you? Listen. And then just keep going. It's like ask a question hmm. that you are willing to. I love that. Now listen, yeah. I will tell you. Well, if you ask that question, you got to be yes. prepared. Oh, absolutely. Because sure. absolutely. Absolutely. I do that sometimes and people will tell you. It's like when someone asks me, like, Oh, the weather. And I was like, oh, do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, that is I can go into the weather yeah. right now. You're, the per- yeah. you're not the person yeah. to, yeah. to Good ask morning. I mean it. I love that. I had a friend call me yesterday. And she said, how's your heart? Oh. I was like, well, hmm. oh, oh, let me think about it. Oh. Like, that's so sweet. How that's are you? Nice. How's your heart? As opposed to the southern version of blowing you off. Yeah. Bless, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Oh, yeah. That's good. Bless your heart. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Here we go. 2024. All right.
right, let's that's do right. it. Four. So drinking more started. in 2024. Oh. That's mine. Changing my resolution. Oh, but responsibly. Yes. How one act of kindness started a movement in Vermont where this family is chopping firewood to heat their neighbors' homes. Then later, our series Generation Next, the 12-year-old phenom who loves cars, espresso, and teaching all of us about what's going on under the hood. Third hour today, I'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we are back with another edition of dad's got this and recently i've visited with the vermont dad who found a way to show his children the value of giving back by literally warming the homes and the hearts of those around him. He may look the part, but Eric Axelrod wants you to know he's not a professional logger. Weekends I'm out there volunteering because it's an awesome commitment, right? It's, it's something that I've, I believe in. And to be clear, you're not a lumberjack. I learned how to cut firewood safely. I heated my home for almost 15 years, and, you know, I'm good at watching YouTube videos. <laughs> With a little prodding from his family, Eric started a nonprofit organization called Wood for Good in 2019. Its mission? To provide families in need with firewood to heat their homes. How did Wood for Good come to be? We had some extra wood in our yard, and my wife said to me, what are you going to do with all that? And I said, I don't know, we'll have it for next year. And she uh, why don't you give it to some families in need? Shortly thereafter, my uh, older son was really moved by a family that we brought wood to. And he said to me, you know, I love this, Dad. I want to do it every day. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for coming out. These days, Eric relies on a group of volunteers that meet for weekend outings to help process and deliver the firewood. His sons, Devin and Logan, now 17 and 14, and his stepkids, Leo and Ivy, are part of the core group. Actually delivering the wood, you see the real smiles, and you're like, I'm not going to go cold this winter. We've had people who are, you know, burning their own furniture. They, they have no wood. They have no heat in Vermont where it's, it's really cold, and they, it's kind of something that I feel like everyone should have. When you finish loading the truck or you finish splitting a load of firewood, it feels like you're accomplishing something that, that's meaningful, and you're helping other people. Explain for folks who aren't familiar with winter in Vermont, why firewood is so crucial. 40% of Vermonters heat with wood to a certain extent. Wow. Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Much appreciated. Like many Vermonters, 
Joyce Blaisdell relies on a wood stove to heat her home. She contacted Eric after her husband underwent a surgery that made it impossible for them to split their own firewood this year. We're not the type of people who ask for help. We find a way to do it on our own. And when I did ask for help, it was just like instant. That touched my heart. As you go from, from home to home, you probably see some folks who are struggling. What have you seen over the years when you, when you drop off the wood? We brought wood to this family and their father had just died. I didn't know that. And when we dropped the wood off, their younger daughter said, Daddy used to do this. And the mom started crying. Um, so just kind of moving moments where it's, you know, this is why we do it. I remember thinking, like, every time I'd come back to the woodlot, I'd be like, oh, my God, how did you get this much wood split? Like, if he puts his mind to doing something, it just, it just, just gets done. It started as you and your two sons taking wood to some families who needed it. Yes. What do you think you've taught them? How it's really a privilege to be involved in giving back. Why? I feel really firmly that the world would be a much better place if more people were involved. And it's the fabric that brings us closer together because we're, we're more alike than we are different. And if people work together on helping people, I think it would help to heal some of the division. And a very special thanks to the folks at Hudson Malone in Westport, Connecticut, for hosting our conversation there. By the way, so far, Wood for Good has donated 115 cords of wood. Now, they're in the process of raising money for some new equipment so they can do even more. I see what he's so done with his kids, and I, I feel somewhat deficient. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing it's as I was amazing. sitting there with it. That is incredible. That's so. good. All right. Well, when we come back, a veteran who is still answering the call to service, the incredible mission to improve and save the lives of military men and women here at home. And then later, we're going to introduce you to the trailblazing astronaut who is preparing for a historic lap around the moon. We'll be right back. a truly special organization. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Jim Lorraine spent 22 years in the military, including nine combat deployments. Earlier this year on Veterans Day, we told you about his new mission here at home. We have to start having a relationship with veterans. There's such an enormous military-civilian divide, and it's growing wider and wider, and we need to close that. For 22 years, veteran Jim Lorraine looked after his fellow soldiers as a combat nurse in the Air Force. I was put into positions and situations that I honestly, that wasn't what nurses do. And it was tough. It was not what I was necessarily prepared for, but we, you know, we got through it. After retiring, the lieutenant colonel saw firsthand the unique challenges veterans face when adjusting to life back home and took on a new mission, preventing veteran suicide through his nonprofit, America's Warrior Partnership. So how exactly does AWP come in to just help and take those steps you need to, to live a, a normal life? First, we have a conversation with them. It's not an algorithm on an app. We stick with them, we connect them, to services, both national and local. And we serve as a broker between the two. In 2020, veteran suicide was reportedly 57.3% higher than non-veteran adults. 
The organization hopes to reduce that number by improving quality of life through connection, education, advocacy, and collaboration. Why, then, is veteran suicide as high as it is? We have a suicide study called Operation Deep Dive, and, and, and we're partnered with Duke University School of Medicine. Everybody thinks it's mental health, it, but it's mental health is a component to it, but it's financial insecurity, it's housing, it's employment, it's relationships. We know that it's a dynamic, complex problem that has to be looked at holistically. For Jim, this mission is personal. This year, I've crossed the threshold of having more veterans who, friends of mine who've taken their life than died in combat. We have to give a darn, right? And, uh, and the nation has to give a darn. By partnering with communities across the country, the nonprofit is proactively building and fostering relationships with those that need their help. It's long-term. It's not transactional. It's not, I need emergency financial assistance. Here's money. Our relationship is done. It's, we need emergency financial assistance, but what got you into that point to begin with? And then how do we get you out of this? And then how do we move you forward? Have you ever had anyone personally tell you this partnership has saved their life? Yes, I've had a couple of people. There's others that, that have called who said, if not for what you've done, I wouldn't be here today. We always say one size fits one. Our motto is together we can do better. Over the years, America's Warrior Partnership has provided support to more than 60,000 veterans and their families, reminding all those who have served that they are not alone. On this Veterans Day, what can men and women like myself do to honor a veteran? What is the best way to help? To say thank you for your service and, and what did you do? Tell me what you did. And I think what you're going to hear is some amazing stories of service and then you'll understand why that person is doing what they're doing today. After our story aired, dozens of people actually reached out to America's Warrior Project for help. So if you or someone you know is in crisis, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. And by the way, Jim's wife is a veteran and their son is also in the military. Wow. So, of course, we want to thank them for their service as Absolutely. well and their continued service. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, coming up, we're going to take a turn to our series Generation Next. We're going to head to the garage to meet a 12-year-old mechanic turned social media star. And we're going to go behind an incredibly popular brand when Allie Love meets three buddies who brainstormed a better bag. Third hour of the day, I'll be right back. This morning, we're taking our series Generation Next to the Garage because you're about to meet a young mechanic who is wise beyond his years, especially when it comes to cars. And he's hoping that he's going to inspire other kids to get under the hood. I'm 12 years old and I'm obsessed with cars ever since I was not even born yet. Giuseppe Ayatarola is 12 going on 30. A cup oh, of black espresso. Oh, oh, here we go again with the coffee, see? Oh, it never ends. The preteen automotive phenom has amassed more than 200,000 followers on his Instagram channel at Giuseppe's Garage. Giuseppe, what do you got going on here? So here's the basics. Where he shares tips about car maintenance and repair. When I first taken cars apart, I was probably about six years old, more or less. So I'm very familiar with cars being taken apart. Basically, I have the magic touch. That magic touch is hereditary. Giuseppe's dad, Luciano, has been in the business for 31 years, 
opening his shop, Lucky's Auto Body, in 2008. The industry is changing big time, big time. So it's going to be even harder for a, for a young kid to actually get involved with the collision work or the, or the mechanic work. But the Ayatarola family is hoping Giuseppe's online presence inspires a new generation of auto enthusiasts. I see a new driver, let's say they're driving along to get a flat tire. They don't know how to change the tire. So I would like to be there to show them how, because if a six-year-old can do it, why can't you, you know? Then you divide. Giuseppe splits his time between homeschooling and working at the body shop. Mom Rachel helps keep that motor running smoothly. He's a straight-A student, even taking high school-level math. Do your trick with the two wrenches. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I love the job. I can't, he can't get me out. He hasn't missed a day. If I have a cold, let's say, if I'm sick, I'm still in here. He I have would to fight with him. Just do like, something, no, I you know. can't. I gotta go paint the fender, you know? Luciano understands his son's commitment to shop time, having grown up wishing he could spend more time working on repairs. When he came along, I, f I figured, I'm not going to do that. As long as he's doing good in school, he can come to shop. Giuseppe keeping up his end of the bargain and then some. Just this year, being hired by the PBS show Motor Week, the youngest host in the show's history. He actually got one running for them. There was a 1964 Renault Dolphin. And I'm like, I can get this running. They started laughing, you can't get this running. The whole valve train was all seized. I got everything loose. Well, you know what, the car was running. Though he's still at least four years away from getting his driver's license, Giuseppe learned to drive before he could even touch the pedals. Put the seat all the way forward. I was putting a, can of, a gallon of antifreeze behind him because the seat was too big, so he wouldn't slide back and has his first car all picked out. Actually, he still has his first car, and that's the one I want as my first car. And he always wanted it a certain way. He's so nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna fix it, and that's what I want my first car to be. What, what else can I expect out of a kid? He's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. I can see how much he does for me. I think to myself, how do I um, thank him? Like, what do I do to Make it up to him. Keep doing everything you're doing, and we'll we'll both be just fine. Okay. Deal. 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 All right. Get this. Beginning next year, Giuseppe is going to start accepting his own customers. Oh wow! He's also going to learn <laughs> other parts of the business, like customer service and balancing a checkbook. When I was this kid's age, yeah. I was lucky that I was mowing lawns. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. He but clearly he loves knows it. what he's doing, and his dad is just like rooting him on. All yeah, in. he's all. I all love in. that. Kudos to him. Yeah. Well, 2024 is going to be a big year for space exploration. In November, NASA is planning to launch the Artemis II rocket for a trip around the moon. We recently got an inside look at how the crew is preparing. NBC News Now anchor Savannah Sellers met an astronaut who is set to make space history. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina. I didn't even see another engineer, much less an astronaut. And at that time, also probably not really seeing women as astronauts. Oh, definitely not. Christina Cook is used to being the only woman in the room. And come next year, she'll be the only woman who's headed to the moon when she embarks on the Artemis II mission planned for November 2024. But that first is just the latest on a long list, going back to when she was named an astronaut a decade ago. A phone call she remembers well. 
And I actually started out by telling them, hey, it's okay, I had a great time interviewing. Thanks for considering me. And they actually had to interrupt me and say, actually, we're calling to tell you we want you to join our team to come to Houston. Since that day, she set records, like the longest single spaceflight by a woman with a total of 328 days in space and participating in the first all-female spacewalk. What was that moment like, going out with all women? Yeah, it was it was incredible. Hopefully that got people thinking about where we're at. We weren't just out there for a participation ribbon. We, we wanted to actually be excellent spacewalkers. This isn't very well known, but the coolest thing about that spacewalk was it was unplanned. It was the only spacewalk I did that was not planned prior. I never trained for it, she never trained for it. We actually went out to fix something that had broken. So we designed the entire spacewalk in one week with the teams on the ground, and normally a spacewalk is developed for years. Along the way, she's faced obstacles unique to women in the male-dominated field. The fleet of suits is actually built for a bigger-bodied astronaut. So I go out and do spacewalks in a suit that's two sizes too big for me. There actually are time factors that they add in for how much longer tasks will take in someone who's doing a spacewalk in a suit that's too big for them. Are there things about your job that you think are changing and will change and will continue to get better as more women do this? Definitely. In fact, the suit is a perfect example because the next suits that they're making for the moon surface operations are actually going to, by design, fit a very wide range of people. Among your many accomplishments, adding another one, the first woman on a lunar mission. What was it like to get that news? It was great news. Funny story, we were actually all late. No one was on time to this meeting. We had a meeting put on our calendars under a different pretense, so none of us had any idea how important this meeting was going to be. We were asked, how would you like to fly on Artemis II? Uh, when, you know, after walking in and seeing the people in the room, I knew that it wasn't a meeting I should have been late to. <laughs> but um, after kind of regaining my composure, you know, it took me a second to take it in. I said it would be an honor, and, and we'll try not to disappoint you in the future by being late. <laughs> They'll be on time, and they'll be uber-prepared. Cook will be a mission specialist on the 10-day Artemis II mission that will send four astronauts around the moon on the Orion spacecraft. The team is currently training on a simulator Cook is seeing for the first time with us. This is our sim, and it's just getting ramped up. And this is the first time the seats have been installed, and we have software up, and the displays are, are on. When we're on that far side of the moon is when we will probably be executing something like this. There we go. Oh, there we go. The moon. Yeah, the moon is there. This is the dream come true of any astronaut. It's still exciting every single day that we get to come and do training in this mock-up. The crew is taking courses in this exact replica of Orion. This is my seat, oh, so you're no. going to be sitting in my seat. Okay, that's sorry. that's great. I claim that this spot up here, that's going to be my sleeping spot. We'll be laying on our backs, facing okay. up. And when we start to actually accelerate, we'll have that feeling of acceleration like this way, like kind of being pushed back in your chair. When you think about so. that moment, nerves? Are you scared? Are you excited? What's that particular moment feel like? The moment that you actually lift off. Honestly, if I could assign one word to it, it would be the word fulfillment. Because you wow. finally realize you are fulfilling the mission that you came here to do. We were just
were just talking oh. about the idea that NASA has done such a great job of getting everybody invested. Yeah. Oh, and we are. Uh, we're, we're all in. Fired up. Yeah, yeah, to see what so they'll good. do next. All right, Savannah, thank you. Up next, we are going behind a brand where fashion and function are both in the bag. Our Allie Love sat down with three friends who created their own company to solve some common problems. And then later in today, food, a healthy start to the new year. Joy Bowers making a Mediterranean salad that looks as good as it tastes. We'll be right back. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. This morning in our series, Behind the Brand, a bag company that doesn't sacrifice fashion in the name of function. Today, contributor Allie Love has the story behind Dagny Dover. I think what makes a good bag is that it's really there to be like your best friend, your co-pilot, your assistant, while also making you look good and supporting your hustle. In a day and age where we're all caring so much, cult favorite bag brand Dagny Dover wants to lighten our load. What is iconic, like a symbol that can stand you out from the rest of the bag where you're like, I know that's Dagny Dover. You will find a key leash for your keys so that you do not lose them in the bottom of your bag. You will find an insulated water bottle holder so that your water bottle does not get too hot or too cold or spill all over the other things in your bag. Each feature designed to solve problems that Dagny Dover's co-founders personally experienced. CEO Melissa Mash, COO Deepa Gandhi, and creative director Jesse Dover all had roots in the fashion industry nearly 15 years ago. I was actually applying to business school, and Mel was at said business school, and she was letting me stay with her the night before I had my interview. And instead of talking about, oh, like, this is what you should discuss, this is what the interviewer might ask, all Mel wanted to talk about were handbag problems. Fast forward a couple months, I got in, ended up at school, and she actually hosted a focus group to really start to figure out what is this potential business. And I was just like, I'm in. Jessie had just won an accessory design award with luxury brand Coach when she was asked to come on board. We got along so well. I still think of it as a very magical moment for all of us just because, like, what are the odds that we would meet each other? As they worked on the business, not everyone understood the mission. I was doing, like, a Shark Tank-style pitch in front of, a, like, a huge classroom. And so the whole room was, like, Dagny Dover, fan favorite. They're getting our vote. But then there are two judges who were professors. And one of them, literally during Q&A, asked me, do fashionable women even care about being organized. What did you say? What was your response to that question? I said, as somebody who did work in fashion prior to coming to business school, I can tell you it's very important. And then I moved on. 
<laughs> Some of the things that we have talked about as women in business is when you get to the table, sometimes the folks at the table don't understand why your product is important to the rest of the world. When consumers, especially, are made up of women, when it was time to invest, how did that narrative begin? For us, it was really important that we identify investors who had already invested in consumer goods and understood that audience as opposed to the ones who would be like, I don't know, I need to send a sample to my wife in order to get a, a feel as to if this is something I want to invest in. A pre-launch sale quickly hit $40,000 in revenue. And in 2013, Dagny Dover officially hit the market. In the 10 years since, the brand is well known for totes, backpacks, crossbodies, fanny packs, and more, designed with hyper-organized compartments. Their latest collection is the Travel 1.0 line. The Lagos Convertible Duffel it has a ton of like the signature Dagny functionality, but the most important thing is it's convertible, which means you can carry it on your shoulder, you can carry it crossbody, or you can add on some backpack straps and carry it as a backpack. Because you know, I have little ones, I have a lot of stuff going on, and putting something on your back is just hands down the most functional way to carry anything in my mind, including a child. You know, being <laughs> organized and in control is like, is what we all want to be. It's aspirational. The brand has set a new standard for innovation with their purses and bags. And with their flexible work schedule and generous parental leave policy, Dagny Dover is a testament to thinking differently. One of the things that's really special and unique about you all, not only that you're three founders, you're three women founders, and you're three diverse women founders. Is that important to your overall calling to your business? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it was never even a conversation. We always have wanted to have a diverse team, a diverse customer base. It's who we are. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Ali, thank you. By the I way, I do love their bags. And Dagny Dover yeah. also makes products for men as well. They recently launched a travel collection. Yeah, I just oh, nice. saw some of their their men's bags. They're really, really cool. What, what are they like? Um, like a satchel like a, kind of thing. Brian Barr's my duffel. It's just a blue Dagny Dover duffel. It's convenient. It's, it looks great for men yeah. too. That works. Yeah. All right. Well, up next in today's food, we are starting the new year off with a healthy, delicious salad. Joy Bauer is going to show us how to whip it up. This looks great. When we come right back, whip it up. with today's food. The new year means a lot of people will resolve to eat healthier food and lucky for us, you don't have to sacrifice taste. Today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer is making a salad packed with flavor and nutrition. Take it away, Joy. Hi guys, happy new year to everyone. It's an honor to kick off 2024 with you all. And if you're looking to turn over a new leaf, <laughs> I have the perfect salad for you. So I'm calling this my Mediterranean quinoa salad and it is packed with layers and layers of nutrient-rich ingredients. It's simple to make and it is super delicious. So I'm starting with a few handfuls of leafy greens. Any type that you love will work. Next, I'm adding three cups of protein-rich quinoa. And quinoa will take this salad and turn it into an entree. One can of rinsed and drained fiber-rich chickpeas, half of an English cucumber diced, one cup of juicy sweet cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes that I've halved, some shredded crunchy cabbage, red or purple, and this is gonna provide fiber but also cancer-fighting properties, some red onion, because onion makes everything better, and to add some Mediterranean flair, these are Kalamata pitted olives. 
give it a nice toss to bring all of the ingredients and the colors together, and then you're ready to make your salad dressing. Now really, any dressing is going to work beautifully with this salad, but I'm gonna show you how to make my lemon vinaigrette. I'm starting with four tablespoons of lemon juice, three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one tablespoon rice vinegar, a tablespoon of Dijon mustard, some lemon zest. I use about one and a half teaspoons. I like it really lemony. And a little bit of salt and fresh ground pepper. And just whisk it up. You'll smell all the citrusy goodness. Give it a taste. Mm, perfect. And it's time to drizzle it over your salad. I like to do this in batches. So I'm gonna drizzle a little bit. I'm gonna give it a toss. And you're gonna to continue to do that until all of your ingredients are perfectly coated with the delicious lemony dressing. And then for the final touch, I add on some crumbled feta, because everything's better with feta. And if you have any herbs on hand, I have some minced basil, you could put that on as well. Give it a final toss, and you have created a delicious masterpiece. Here's to a new year filled with good health and delicious food. That looks great. I'm ready for like fresh salads and especially good food. Starting the new year, we got it. Especially after we've been the last. <laughs> that is so true. Joy, thank you for that recipe and more. Head to today.com/food, and we'll be right back. Tomorrow on the third hour of today's simple one-pot meals you can make for your family. Ooh, up next on Hoda and Jenna, America's favorite fixer-uppers, Chip and Joanna Gaines. We leave you this morning with a look at all the folks behind the scenes. And it is an army, but all the folks here who make this show possible. Thank That's you. Right. In fact, to make us look good, we need an army. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.